The wait for Game of Thrones Season 5 is almost over, and that's why we're getting started on the road to Westeros, a daily Game of Thrones podcast countdown. And now, here are the two guys who are vowing to not spend that much time talking about the time that Jamie Lannister kind of raped Cersei Lannister too much this season. <laughs> Rob Sestrino and Josh Wiggler. Uh, We're not going to keep talking about that. Uh, it's going to come up. We're not going to keep bringing it up. I mean, that wasn't even a question from anybody. You just volunteered well, that. I'm just saying, I'm saying we're not going to talk about it that much this season. Uh, that was really terrible. Yeah. What's yeah. the verdict on that a year later? Terrible, right? It, the thing that was terrible about it was that it was sort of like where George R.R. R. Martin was like, you know, he distanced himself from it. Like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not mine. Yeah. Not and so well, then who, then whose idea was this? Like, it was like a sort of like a turd in the punch bowl that yeah. everybody associated with shows like, well, that wasn't my idea. That wasn't what I said. Have you encountered turds in punch bowls? <laughs> It was just like, I mean, were the actors improving there? It was like nobody took ownership of like, well, no, actually, we did that because blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Entertainment Weekly actually published an article about this pretty recently that was both um, Nikolai Coster-Waldo and Lena Headey, the actors behind uh, Jamie and Cersei, talking about filming this scene and the reaction of the scene. And they are both doing the same thing. They're like, wasn't my turd. Wasn't my turn in the punch bowl. We didn't look, we didn't talk about the, the scene like that. That's not what we were going out to do. Um, so no one is really stepping up and, and, uh, uh, and, and coming out and saying anything. I mean, like he, here's what uh, Coster Waldo says. He says, um, I've spoken to a lot of people privately about this. I haven't spoken to the people who got the most upset because they were online. Most people I spoke to got from the scene that what we were trying to show a very complicated relationship and two people in desperate need of each other. All these emotions going through them. It was never intended to be something where he forced. It wasn't a rape and it was never intended to be. But it's one of those things where you can't publicly say it wasn't rape because then everybody goes, how can you say it wasn't rape? But that was definitely not the intention. Of course, the actor quickly adds, whatever people get from it, they get from it. But it did surprise me. I thought the outrage would be about that they were having sex in front of their dead son. So everybody knows that this is a thing. Everybody involved in it knows it's a thing. And uh, hopefully we will not be talking about it too much come this season because it definitely sucked. That was not fun. Yeah. Okay. And if you are new to the podcast and don't know what we're talking about, uh, you know, there was that scene last year, but which is much different than how it was depicted in the book. Correct? Yeah. Not, yeah. It was not done. to do a play by play, but uh, it was different than how it was in the book. And it was just the kind of thing where everybody associated with it was like, well, that wasn't what uh, what I was going for, you know? It's like, well, who who greenlit this? All right, so yeah. that's not what we're here to talk about today, right? No, but you know, you you've got your fingers on the pulse of this thing, man, because we are going to be talking about uh, one of those two Lannisters today. Okay, good. And so we're going to be talking about anything that you guys bring up once a day on our Game of Thrones countdown. When you send in your voicemails to postshowrecaps.com/slash/voicemail, of course, this Sunday night is the highly anticipated premiere of Game of Thrones. Josh, is this the most highly anticipated season premiere of all time? Of all time? It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Okay, but it's not the most highly anticipated, but uh, maybe outside of final season of Breaking Bad, outside of maybe final season of Lost, 
not many other season premieres are coming to mind. It's highly anticipated right now, as it should be. It's a season of Game of Thrones. Every season of Game of Thrones is highly anticipated. This is one of the best shows uh, on TV right now, and there's an argument for it being one of the best shows of all time. So uh, totally fair to be way hyped uh, for season five of Game of Thrones. All right. So let's go ahead and let's take a question. We take one question a day. Postshowrecaps.com slash voicemail, or you can send us an email at got at postshowrecaps. Here's our question today from Ken. Hey, Rob and Josh. It's Ken Croner from Albany, New York. Rob, as you know, I've been a big fan of yours since the very beginning of Rob Has a Podcast, and I'm excited to be calling in for the very first time. What finally inspired me to call after all these years is I'm doing a rewatch of Game of Thrones. I've watched season one over a dozen times, and I'm on probably my third time of season four. I'm about halfway through season four, and one thing struck me very hard on this watch through. Cersei Lannister, Lena Headey, is absolutely amazing on the show. You guys kind of talk about her in passing, and the character of Cersei isn't very appealing, and I think you might let it cloud your judgment on what an amazing job the actress is doing. Maybe you guys don't like Cersei very much because the actress is giving such a flawless performance. What do you guys think of her and what other characters would you put above her in terms of their performance? Thanks. Okay. All right, Josh. So, All right. Yeah. Ken challenging us to, uh, to discuss Cersei and her merits and especially Lena Headey's uh, performance as Cersei. Yes. Um, she is a character that I would put in the category of a character that we love to hate. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We love to hate her. And, you know, I think that her depiction, I think it's something that comes down to and we talk about this on the Survivor podcast uh, from time to time of that. She is a villain, but unlike some of the other villains on the show, I feel like she's a villain that doesn't like being a villain. Would you say is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I don't think she views herself as a villain. I think, you know, many of the great characters on this show do not view themselves as villains, but she is certainly in that category where she thinks that she is just, uh, you know, mama bear or mama lion, I guess, since we're talking about the Lannisters, and she thinks that she is just, uh, she'll do whatever she can to protect her cubs, protect her family, protect her pack. Uh, and I think that that's true, but I think that the methods she resorts to are pretty low, um, which makes her a very compelling character for sure. Um, you know, maybe we don't give Cersei her due here on this show beyond uh, uh, sometimes pronouncing it Cersei and Cersei and probably getting under people's skin because of that. Um, maybe maybe we don't talk about her enough. What I'll, I'll say to Ken is I completely agree that Lena Headey is phenomenal. Yeah. We don't give role. her her due. Um, she is, uh, I believe she was nominated for an Emmy, actually. Uh, if not this past season, then... I'm I'm just looking that up real quick right now, but yeah, I think that she was nominated for an Emmy um, yeah. for for this role. So she's certainly being recognized by people uh, in terms of doing a fantastic job as Cersei because she really is. She's spectacular. You know, there's a lot of terrific actors on this show, and I do think that she is you know really close to the top in terms of casting. Uh, in terms of finding actors who are just perfect fits for these characters. Peter Dinklage's Tyrion is a really easy one that comes to mind in Charles Dance's Tywin Lannister. But right after them, I would put uh, I would put Lena Headey as Cersei. It's hard to imagine anyone else playing this role. No, she's great. But don't you see her as like a joyless villain? In what? Like she takes no pleasure in being a villain. Whereas I feel like a villain like and I always go back to like the Joker is like a villain 
who loves being a, a, a villain, who is like takes pleasure in being a villain and sort of self-identifies as being a villain. And I feel like that's easy to root for as opposed to the character who is a villain who doesn't like take pleasure in being the villain. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. I think that there are times when she really does love being the villain. Like, I think that she really enjoyed playing the Game of Thrones against Ned Stark. I think that she really liked being part of uh, that that coup against her own husband and and taking Robert Baratheon down. Uh, I think that she really enjoys needling Marjorie Terrell when she gets the chance. I think she enjoyed needling Sansa when she had the chance. Uh, she certainly loves needling her brother <laughs> in, Whoa. in in many ways. Uh, her her brother in the in the biblical sense, uh, but also really likes getting under uh, Tyrion's skin and really you know sparring with him uh, verbally sparring. So I think that she she enjoys who she is on some levels. But I think one of the things that's amazing about this story is how you get to know characters deeper and deeper the further into this story you go if these characters are lucky enough to survive that long. Uh, and they start to reveal shades of themselves that you didn't know existed before. Um, how many people out there would have said that Jamie Lannister would have become one of the most sympathetic characters uh, come season three and season four uh, excluding the scene we discussed earlier, but you know, at at this point, in the show is one of the more sympathetic and uh, beloved characters. And this is a guy who pushed uh, a young boy out of a window, presumably to his death, was the intention for spying on him. You know, sleeping with his sister. Uh, this is the this is that same guy. So that same guy who starts off on such a putrid level is now one of the most uh, liked characters on the show. I think what's going to be really interesting with Cersei Lannister is to see the further she goes on the show, the long, as, as long as we have her on here, will there ever be a Jamie moment? Will there ever be a moment where people come around uh, on Cersei? Is that something that's possible? I think that season five is going to test that. I think that her story this season is going to, if, if it's ever going to happen, uh, we, we will see it probably pretty early on in this season is, is what I will say. Okay. Um, do we want that? Do we want to root for Cersei? I don't know that we want to root for Cersei so much as we probably want to understand her more. We want we want to get where she's coming from. We want to see where she's coming from. And I think that to a certain degree, we already have that. Uh, you know, it's really hard out there for women in Westeros. Uh, the patriarchy is a real thing. Uh, it is it is hard for her to feel like she is taken seriously in her family. Um, you know, she she thinks that she's the the smartest of the Lannisters, and she's always overlooked and underestimated. She feels like she is the person who is best suited to be ruling over the Seven Kingdoms, and that's why she's done everything she could to get her kids in power. Um, so I think we we get where she's coming from on that level, but I don't think that we totally get you know some of the deeper roots at some of that stuff. Um, that is something that I would be interested in seeing on the show because I know that Lena Headey has that kind of range in her. She's a terrific actress. She's great in everything that she does. Um, I am personally interested in that. I think that one of the beauties of this show is showing us characters who we think we know and then making us realize we didn't know them as well as we thought. I would love for Cersei to get that treatment. Yeah, well, I'm especially interested in seeing how King's Landing plays out this season because it's going to be odd because uh, a lot of the characters we've known from King's Landing are no longer in King's Landing. 
I mean, for uh, several seasons, you know, Varys was a staple in King's Landing. Tyrion's been there since season two. Littlefinger spent a lot of his time in King's Landing. All those characters are gone. Tywin is gone. Joffrey is gone. It's really just Cersei and Jaime are the main characters that we know that are still in King's Landing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there is a very big void to fill here. Uh, you know, we, we know that Marjorie Terrell is still around. The Terrells are still in play. Um, but really, who are the power players that are left over? You've just identified several intriguing characters that are no longer in King's Landing and were so central to the King's Landing story. And Rob, I know you personally love King's Landing. That's, that's Game of Thrones for you, right? This is, this is where the show really comes alive for you is the King's Landing. Stuff. I love King's Landing, but I got to see who's there. And I think that that's what's going to be interesting. Uh, I think that the, the really exciting thing for me going into this season and hopefully for a lot of other fans, and certainly it sounds like for Ken who asked this question, about what we think about Cersei and somebody who he obviously really appreciates this character and this actress. Um, she's by, by default, by the fact that she is one of the you know, last remaining main characters that is in this hotbed of political intrigue and turmoil, uh, she's going to have to shoulder a lot of that story weight. Does she have it in her? And are we going to be interested in seeing what she is participating in? All right, With that, you know, sight unseen, I'm going to say yes. I, I think it's going to be really good stuff. Uh, so we might not be talking a lot about Cersei in uh, the podcasts that we've done so far together talking about Game of Thrones, Rob. I expect we're going to have a lot to say about her this year. All right. So a lot to do. Uh, just one update from yesterday. We talked about in Game of Thrones Monopoly uh, where Pike would be. Yes. Uh, I said that it was a real Baltic Avenue. Somebody sent me a copy of the game board from Game of Thrones Monopoly uh, and it is uh, in the baby blues. I, I think that might have been what you said, suggested. Yeah, it the would baby be. blues. Yes. Uh, so it is. It is right there, oh, along with uh, Harrenhal, which is cursed. So that's probably a, a good point. And the Dreadfort. Uh, those are. That's the baby blue monopoly. Ah oh, man, I wouldn't want the Dreadfort. Yes. Um, the two worst spots here on the Game of Thrones monopoly board are Craster's Keep, which I'll sign off on. Okay, sure. That's that's the uh, the crappiest place, and uh, what the white the the whitening camp the the wildling camp the wildling camp I don't know. I can't I, I can't make out what it, what it says on the uh, ga- on the Game of Thrones Monopoly board. Okay, so some somebody's uh, somebody's crappy camp. All right. Okay. So um, yeah, the Craster's Keep does suck. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. Yes. Uh, pretty, mu- pretty much the worst. Along with. King's Landing, can you guess what is the companion to the park place to the boardwalk of King's Landing? Is it Winterfell? It is not. Winterfell is, uh, they were very hard. uh, Yeah, Casterly Rock. Uh, They were very hard on Winterfell that Winterfell is uh, over in the purples, like with St. Charles Place, like uh, like over there. Eh. Yeah, it's with Castle Black. That's pretty low. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I can't make out this, uh, what the other one is, but that's low. That's low. It's pretty low. The greens, uh, they have uh, it's like uh, places from the east. They've got like Karth, Yunkai, Yunkai, and Astapor. Astapor. All the uh, the the uh, slave cities. Okay. Uh, that's that's not that great. No, that's not fantastic. That's not that great. Anyway. Uh, I think they really were very weather based on, uh, you know, everything is location, location, location. But if it's nice weather, 
I think they, you know, in the Westeros and uh, all of the places to the east, I think they went by how how warm it is. <laughs> okay, well, you know, you got to have standards, and it's hard to find a warm place in Westeros right now. I heard that winter is coming. Winter is coming, I hear. All right, yes. so... Josh Wiggler, uh, great stuff today. Yeah, you as well, Rob. I'm oh man, I'm so excited for for this show to come back. I've been I'm just getting more and more amped up every day. Yeah, just to vent one more thing about Game of Thrones Monopoly. The Dothraki <laughs> Sea is like where St. James Place is. That's how bad Winterfell is. Dothraki Sea is We're a, upvoting Dothraki Sea over Winterfell? That's where, well, the, again, they're very based on like whoever made the Game of Thrones Monopoly was like, oh, it's cold there. Downgrade, oh, um, downgrade, and eh, eh, eh. with Dothraki Sea, much more desirable locale than down. Winterfell. Thumbs down. You know they have hot springs at Winterfell. Yeah, and like you don't have to kill three people in order to have an eventful wedding. <laughs> Although it tends to happen if it's you know Rob Stark attending. All right, so yeah, that would be a great Dothraki wedding, the Red Wedding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Josh Wiggler, uh, do you have a hashtag for this episode? Uh, hashtag. Uh, how about uh, Cersei is the best? I don't know. How about Lena is the best? Lena is the best, sure. Okay. Cersei is not the best. She, <laughs> she's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So we will be back tomorrow with another question. Send yours into postshowrecaps.com slash voicemail. Uh, we're doing one question a day. Follow Josh Wiggler on Twitter. Of course, he's at Ron Howard. I'm Ron Howard, but Ron. And of course, I am at Rob Cicerino, and we will talk to you guys again in tomorrow's Road to Westeros question on postshowrecaps.com. You can subscribe to the podcast at postshowrecaps.com slash GOT iTunes. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care. Bye.